Welcome to Living For Him podcast, where in every episode, you are invited to experience the joy of a life in Christ. I'm your host, CJ Cousins, and in today's episode, it is my prayer that the primary emphasis and goal of the following message is that you hear and respond to the good news about Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So whoever you are and wherever you are, thank you for joining us. I invite you to listen with an open heart, subscribe for future episodes, and stay tuned for some next steps after this message. Enjoy. You know, I, I, uh, I thought... I thought that I was a good listener. I really did. When I was, you know, growing up, you know, my friends would come to me out at school and at other places, and uh, they would feel comfortable sharing things with me that were uh, that were of concern on their hearts and on their minds. And uh, growing up, I said, "Man, I'm I'm a good listener." At one point, at one point, I was thinking about counseling, Keshla. I was thinking about psychology at one point, and then I got married, and I realized I wasn't that good of a listener. And I think my wife will testify that I'm growing. Amen? Amen. Amen. So pray for the pastor. Pray for the pastor. Because as we get ready to pray, this was what was on the mind of Jesus. As he shared the story that we're about to dive into today. What kind of listeners or what kind of hearers are these people that are in this mass crowd listening to Jesus? Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, today as we celebrate what you've done through the Holy Spirit, through your word, through this experience this week at Renew VBS. We want to grow in faith. We want to have fun. We want to change the world. We want to care for your environment that you gave us to be stewards over. But most importantly, today, Jesus challenges us and encourages us that we need to be good listeners. We need to be good hearers. And so I pray today that as the word of God, as the gospel, as the love of God revealed in Christ is being revealed, is being spoken through the word today, that all of us, preacher included, will be receptive, good hearers and listeners and doers of your word today. In Jesus' name, let everyone say, Amen and Amen. Jesus was very much in the first century kind of like a celebrity of some sort. Wherever he went, large masses of people would go and they would follow him. And it got the attention of everybody, Jew and Gentile alike. And so on this particular occasion, Jesus, there's such a huge crowd that Jesus literally has no place to stand on the ground. They were by the Sea of Galilee, Lake Gennesaret. And so there was not a lot of place for Jesus to stand. And so Jesus actually had to back up. He's going into the water a little bit. The crowd keeps pressing in. And then he realizes that some of his disciples have a boat. And he goes, hey, guys, can I just get in your boat, please? They back up. And Jesus is now preaching to the masses from a boat and as he's preaching Jesus ah, so masterfully preaches something he teaches something which it was customary for Jesus to preach and teach to wrap all that good gospel goodness and kingdom teaching in story we call them parables and this particular one that's very famous is so masterful that I was even struck as we were going through this this week of how brilliant Jesus was and as I was talking with my wife this morning, I was like, is that like almost sacrilegious? Is that, is that like a, that's, that, that, that's a gross understatement to say that Jesus was brilliant. That the divine son of God? Come on. And so Jesus, 
as he's there and he's speaking to the people, he, he has something that's a, a question that's burning through the story. It's, it's, it's on his mind as he's talking, like this morning, to a crowd of people. He wants to know, what kind of hearers are you? And that's not a question for him, it's a question for you. What, as you're here, as you're listening to Jesus preach, as you've been following the Jesus tour, have you been receiving what he's trying to get across? And as he begins, I love this, Jesus, as he so masterfully does, Jesus pulls from their everyday scenes an illustration that they're very familiar with, and according to Christ's object lessons, was actually taking place as he was talking to the crowd. They could see off in the distance a sower sowing some seed. That was a very, to this agricultural type society, it was the kind of thing that they would see on a regular basis. And as he's preaching, there it is, there goes that sower, sowing some seed. And Jesus says, I'm going to use this right now, and I'm going to drive home, because I want them to understand the kind of listeners that I'm looking for. And he begins in verse 3. Now in verse 3, it's so masterful, it's so beautifully done by Jesus, that he begins with the very point he's trying to make. He starts by saying, listen. And there's an exclamation point there in my Bible. Listen! I want your mind to hear the passion of Jesus as we read these words. He says in verse 3, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. A sower, by the way, is a planter. Okay, that went out to plant. So a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. The birds of the air came and devoured it. I want you to get this image in your mind. There is a sower. And the sower is there. They can even see the sower as Jesus is preaching. So this is driving home very deep. They're familiar with this scene. And the sower is there, and he's scattering, almost wastefully it seems, right? He's scattering the seed. How many of you guys have ever planted anything in a garden, right? You've ever done this? You maybe grew up in the country. It's all good, right? So you're familiar with this. You're taking your seed, and you're scattering it. And he says, there's this sower. He's scattered, but some is falling on the wayside. That's like the pavement. That's like the sidewalk. And we would look at that and go, wait, that's just so wasteful. Why would you do that? I mean, you're supposed to be putting this thing on the ground so it can kind of come up and produce a harvest. But he's so generous. Lord, help me. He's so generous with the seed. He's just sowing it. And even if it falls on the wayside, he's like, that's, that's all right. That's important too. So and he's just going. And what Jesus wants you to understand, look, there are four things that's going to come out of this text. There are four types of listeners. There's four types of hearers. There are three you don't want to be. And there's one you definitely want to be. And he's calling us. He's challenging us this morning, family. Jesus says, look, that first type of hearer is like that pavement. It's like that wayside. The first kind of hearer. You, you, you are not a fruitful hearer, Jesus says, if you harden your heart to the gospel of the word of God. You're not a fruitful hearer if you harden your heart. If you're in a place like this one, where the word is going forth, and the emphasis there is the gospel, right? The word of God, the center of it, the core of it, the message that's trying to come out is the gospel. 
is the love of God revealed in Jesus and him crucified. So when that gets scattered, Jesus, by the way, here is the primary sower. And when he has the seed and he's distributing it, he's distributing it generously. 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 But understand what he's saying here. And I love this because <laughs> the disciples, I love it. The disciples, when they're with Jesus, when he's preaching this message, right, the disciples, you know, they're proud, man. I mean, all these, before they were just, you know, the everyday guy, Joe Blow, the fisherman. Nobody really knew their name. They were from Capernaum doing their fishing business. But now they're, they're on tour Jesus and everybody is following him. And, and, and so they're there while Jesus is preaching this. That's right. Tell them, Jesus. You get that, that wayside hearers. Exactly. Man, it's wayside. I'm, there's some wayside hearers in here right now. Unbelievable. But if you read verses 10 down to 17, when Jesus gets in a the house, they're like, yes, right, Jesus, today. That was great on tour today. That's right. But, 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 you know, when you were talking about the wayside and then there was the seed, can you just, I got it. But, you know, so I could tell my friends, just unpack that one more time for us, Jesus. Just say it again. And Jesus so brilliantly there in verses 10 to 17, he begins to explain the parable. He does. This is a method of Jesus when he preaches and teaches. By the way, I told my wife and Devana to watch the time for me because I may get so excited they may need to wave their hand or something. And so, and so, and so uh, Jesus says, okay, I'll, I'll break this down for you guys. Look, when I, when I share the mysteries of the kingdom, I, I'll explain it to you guys. You'll, I, I will unpack it. And that was, a, that was a method of Jesus. He'd preach broadly to the crowd and wrapped in that was the truth of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom of God. But when he was with his disciples, those that responded to the seed, he then would unpack it and expound it in further detail. And so here's what Jesus does. He says, look, and later on, you'll see this later on in that chapter, he is the primary sower. And the word is the gospel of the kingdom. He's sowing it. And he says, look, when, 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 that, when that seed fell on pavement, when it fell on the wayside, it fell on a type of hearer, a person. Think how masterfully this is being done. He's preaching this to a crowd, and he's basically saying, look, some of you are like this wayside. You're hardening your heart to the word of God. He says, the birds of the air came and they devoured the seed. You may see that and go, that's just such an arbitrary thing, right? That poor pavement uh, wayside hearer had no choice. Watch Jesus. Watch Jesus as he's unfolding this story. That's not what he's saying. Jesus is saying this is someone who has made the choice to harden their heart. Therefore, the seed of the gospel, like this pavement, can't go anywhere. And therefore, by default, when you harden your heart against the Spirit of God trying to bring the gospel to your heart, the devil is there ready to distract you and take whatever impression that was trying to make on your heart and discard it. Look, I want to encourage you. Use your devices in this service to read the Word of God or take some notes, but I want to challenge you today. Not just here, but in your personal life. What environments are you in where the gospel is trying to get across, but you're distracted? Jesus is encouraging them, as we're going to see in a moment, but he's challenging you to the core. What kind of hearer are you? What is causing you to take your mind off of the gospel that will change not only the world, but your life? 
Are you like that wayside? Are you like that concrete, like that pavement? You have chosen to harden your heart, he says today. Do not harden your heart. When you hear the word of God, you don't want to be a wayside hearer. But then he continues. Jesus continues on. He says in verse 5, he says, Now some, that's the seed, some seed fell on stony ground. Everybody say stony ground stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth verse 6 but when the sun was up it scorched it was scorched and because it had no root everyone say root it withered away now hear what Jesus is saying here again as he's preaching this they're seeing this unfold right before him there's the sower and he's got his seed, and he's generous. He's just, he's just pouring that seed all, oh man, if you really understood what I was saying right now, I wouldn't be able to contain everybody in here. He's just scattering the seed. He's just throwing it everywhere. And he's just, he's just being almost messy and careless with it. And it's going now on the rocks. It's going on the stony ground, right? And so that's not as just straight, hard, concrete like the pavement. There's some cracks and there's some crevices now. So the seed can actually penetrate a little bit. It, 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 it got in a little bit. Okay, some seed fell in some cracks. It's right here on this stony ground right here. And here's the point that Jesus is making. He's saying, you are not a fruitful hearer when you, yes, receive the word, but don't allow it to take root. Now watch what's happening here. Oh, when Jesus unpacks this a little bit later on, he says, look, these guys, it sprang up, right? It, it, it found some crack. There were some cracks in there. There were some areas where the seed could get and find maybe a little bit of earth. And he says, look, this, this, this is like some of us. He said, yes, you received the word. He said, oh, yes, preach it, Pastor CJ. Yes, I want to go to Bible study. Absolutely, I want to give my heart to Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the good news of the gospel. Oh, I love the world, the sanctuary. Oh, beautiful. I love the Sabbath. Oh, it's great. But it, it, it didn't develop any roots. Now, you may look at that again and go, wait, Jesus, that's just so arbitrary, right? That rocky ground hearer, like, like what if they just, it didn't have any root, right? It, maybe the problem was with the seed. No, the problem was not with the seed. That's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying the problem was with the heart, the choice of the person. You see, yes, they were excited when they heard the word and they grabbed it and they said, yes, I'm going to church every week. I'm going to Bible study. Oh, yes, I'm with it. But, 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 but maybe in the week, there wasn't time to sit with Jesus and allow the gospel, the word of God, the love of God to penetrate further, further deep down into the crevices of their heart. And therefore, it could not take root. It could not go deep. This is a shallow experience. And Jesus says, I'm glad you received it, but it won't be fruitful if you just, just in that moment, you say yes, and, but you don't want to be with me like during the week so that the word can just, just saturate deep down in you and bear some fruit. Ah, but Jesus continues. He said, no, you don't want to be those first two. But going on, he continues now. He says in verse 7, he says, and some seed fell among thorns, and thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. It yielded no crop. 
Oh, again, here's this sower. You're like, what is wrong with this sower? He's got all this seed, and he should just be focusing on one area. But no, this sower is generous. Everybody say generous. He's generous. He's, he's, he's just throwing it everywhere. You wonder, does he have any strategy? Does he have a plan? You know, but no, he's, he's putting it over here on the, it's on the, it's falling on the rocks and it's falling on the thorns. Come on. What's going on with this sower? Why would you throw it there? Why waste your time, sower? And Jesus says, watch this. This type of ground, the thorny ground, this is the person, yes, just like that, just like that stony ground here, they received it, right? The, the thorns had some areas where you could kind of get in between and, and, and the seed could get in there and maybe start to take root. Maybe there was a little bit more of root in that thorny ground here. But watch what Jesus is saying. You allowed the cares of this world. You allowed the, the, the riches of this world or even the desires for it to choke out the word. Did you, did you get the imagery that's coming across here? It's not happening arbitrarily. You're playing a part in this. You're allowing this to happen. There's nothing wrong with the seed. It's actually very similar to the stony ground here because what it's saying when it says the sun scorched it, it's saying that the difficulties of life got hot. Challenges started to arise. How am I going to pay the bill? How am I going to deal with these kids? What's going on with my boss at the job? Why is my husband acting this way? When life got difficult, you did not do life with Jesus. You tried to handle it on your own. So when life got difficult, you did not have the peace that passeth understanding. The root of the gospel, the love of God, could not penetrate deep down because you said, oh yeah, that 15 minutes with Jesus in the morning, that five minutes with Jesus, and I mean, that's just minimal. That time with Jesus, oh, that's not so important. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll spend some time. He's like, but you need it. If you're going to make it through, if the gospel's going to go deep down into your heart and produce the fruit and the peace and the joy that you need, you need the seed to do what seeds do. And so when those thorns came about, when the job offer came about that you know was going to cause you to have to compromise some things and maybe take some time away from family and from God, right? When the desires for these things started to happen, you, you, you said, all right, God, yeah, it's time with you. Yeah, the, the spiritual stuff, okay. And Jesus says, watch out. You don't want to be that kind of hearer. That's the thorny ground hearer. Th those things are going to choke out the word. They're going to choke it out by virtue of your choice, your type of hearing, your type of response. Oh, but I love it because those are the three. But here comes the good news, family. He says, look, that sower kept sowing. Matter of fact, let's read it. Oh, I'm getting too excited here. I got to wrap it up. Let's go now to verse 8. He says, but other seed fell on good ground. Everybody say good ground. And yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60 and some 100. Jesus says that sower again. He didn't just say, let me see if I could find some good ground hearers. He didn't just say, let me see if I could just find some people that seem so spiritual and so right that I'm only going to focus on them. No, he says, I'm casting that seed everywhere. I don't care where the seed falls. Let the gospel penetrate where it needs to penetrate. Let it fall where it needs to fall. But, but there are some that when they hear it, it says it sprang up and it produced a harvest. It produced fruit. 
Now I want you to just quickly look at what Jesus is actually saying. He's talking, remember he's talking to the crowd like this one right now this, on Sabbath morning. He's talking to a mass amount of people and he's saying, look guys, this is what you guys are like. Now look at Jesus' success rate based on the parable. If you were just to go mathematically based on what he's saying, he's saying 25% of you are not going to receive the word at all. What I'm saying to you, it's just not going to do anything. He's saying, some of you guys, it's going to kind of, you're getting excited, you like Team Jesus, but when the trials and difficulties come and the Pharisees start saying you can't come to synagogue, you guys are not going to be down with me. And then he says, wait, there's some of you, yeah, you're a little bit more than those stony ground here. As you, you hear the word, and, and, and yeah, you don't care about the persecution, but oh man, you mean like this is going to change like my lifestyle and work and all, what? Like really, Jesus? And then those things choke out the word. And so really, Jesus is saying, you know, if you were to just go mathematically here, I'm not saying this is exactly what he's saying, but if you were to just go mathematically, he said, look, I know only maybe about 25% of you, like one-fourth of you are really going to respond. And you would say from a human standpoint, Jesus, just focus on the 25, man. You're worrying about throwing seed over there. You're still throwing seed over there, Jesus. Why? Jesus says, this, 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 this group right here, this... This group right here, I wish this was everybody. I really do. This group, when I throw the seed and I scatter it right over there, he says, this group produces fruit. You see, you're a fruitful listener. When you respond to the word of God, the gospel, you respond to the love of God. And you don't just in that moment receive it, but you stay with Jesus. Jesus begins every day through the word, through prayer, through that relationship to penetrate deep down and the roots of the love of God, the roots of the gospel, I see the time, the root of it begins to get deep and deep down inside of you. And it begins to, it starts to, you're not making the change, it's doing its job. The seed does what it's supposed to do. You're there to just put water on it, stay in the sun, S-O-N. And you stay there with Jesus every day and the root then starts to get, and then what's that fruit, Jesus? Oh. Woo! The fruit! When I think of fruit in the New Testament, I think of two things and they're related. Number one, Galatians 5.22, Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. Right? The fruit of the Spirit. That's, yeah. The fruit of the Spirit. This is the character of Christ being formed in you. It is, when the gospel gets inside of you, right? When you're spending time every day, that daily Bible reading plan, right? That's the word is just kind of just taking its root in you. It's challenging you. It's growing you. It's encouraging you. It starts to produce Christ-like character. People look at you and they go, well, you're not the same CJ that I knew five years ago or two years ago or yesterday. Like, like you're patient. You got peace. Like you got self-control, fruit of the spirit. You've got joy. That's the fruit. That's inward, right? But, but Jesus says, see, that fruit has an outward, uh, an outward result, right? So people that see Christ's character being formed in you, they get drawn to that kind of person. Oh, come on, somebody. They get drawn to that kind of person. It's attractive, right? And so they go, what is it about you? You're supposed to be drinking the bottle based on what you're going on, going through right now. What, what, what are you on? I'm on Jesus, man. I am high on Christ. Okay, I got Jesus. Like, this is what it is. You may not say that immediately. They're just hanging with you at work and at school, in your neighborhood, on your, at your home. And after a while, man, it's just, they, they know. And you get to go, it's, it's Jesus, man. It's, it's what it is. 
You know, I'm walking with him, man. He's just doing something in me. I made a mistake sometimes, but he forgave me, cleansed me, and he's just growing me. And so then the fruit now becomes something external. They now become fruit. You see, you, the, the, the seed that's doing something in you starts to be contagious, and then they become part of the harvest. They become part of the fruit. It's related. The inward work of the Spirit in you begins to now become attractive to draw other people to Christ that you, by the way, you're not off the hook. This is not the pastor's job. You are supposed to disciple them. The pastor may facilitate, but it's your responsibility to, to, to come alongside people and not, by the way, not just teach them information. You are the information on display. That's what Jesus did. That's discipleship. You model what they're supposed to become. You're replicating you, Christ in you. You're, you're replicating that so that they can become like you. When Paul said in, in, in Corinthians, uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians 11, 1, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. That was not an arrogant statement. He was not like, I have this, this super, I got it together, so follow me. I'm right there next to Jesus. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, Jesus is in me, and I'm modeling for you what it looks like to follow Jesus. So if you follow me, you'll end up following him. That's what, it's, that's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ in these last days. Oh, God, I know right now that he is trying to raise up a movement. We're not just supposed to be a static institution, family. We are an invasive movement in these last days. Not me, you, us. This is the, this is the, cheer, this is the cheerleading rally, right? And send us out after this, please, Jesus is saying. Because I need to scatter some seed. Oh, if you could just understand that when Jesus was scattering the seed, this is, this is the gospel. He's saying, the reason I'm being so generous with these wayside hearers and with these stony ground hearers and these thorny hearers is because there is a slight chance that they may become good ground. You see, the cross, if Jesus just focused on those that were the 25%, the cross wouldn't have happened. Because when Jesus was being nailed, he said, this guy that's nailing this, this hurts right now, but this guy that's nailing this, 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 this nail into my, into my palm, right? He may become good ground. This, this person right now that's saying, that's saying, come down off this cross, he may become good ground. It's worth it. You see, I'm scattering it everywhere. Everywhere. I don't care where it falls. Somebody's going to become good ground. Oh, there should be rejoicing in here. I should just get off of the stage and let everyone testify about how Jesus has transformed your life. You may have been a, uh, a pavement here, a stony ground here, a thorny ground here, and Jesus did something in you, and nobody can shut you up now about Jesus. Yes! Doesn't mean that you've arrived. Doesn't mean that you're perfect. It's just that Jesus, who is perfect, is doing a perfecting work in you. Let him complete the work. Amen? Amen. Amen. I believe Jesus is calling us to hire, and he wants us to go out. We have been invaded by this seed of the gospel, and now that he is the, he is the primary sower, but now he wants you join me in the sowing work. He's going out, and he's really the one that's going before you and preparing the hearts of the people. Then he says, would you join, would you tag team with me? Tag, you're it. Go, throw it out there, man. I'll make sure that thing, when it hits, it penetrates. How many of you want to stand today and say, I want to be good ground? Maybe you were convicted and pricked today. And you said, man, I'm a pavement. I'm a pavement here. I've been just, I'm just going to be honest, CJ. And it's okay. It's a safe place to be honest. 
He says, look, look, I, I, I've been hardening my heart, man. I've had my Bible. I've had it in all kinds of form, digitally, podcast, you name it. But I've been hardening my heart. I haven't been spending time with Jesus. Jesus says, all right, man, I'm still, I'm still scattering seed. I'm still scattering it everywhere. And I want it to take root. You said maybe I am a pavement. I'm, I am a stony ground hearer. And yeah, I received, I got excited, and, but I kind of fell off, man. The sower is still sowing seed. You say, oh, I allowed the cares of this world and all the trouble that I really should be laying on Jesus' shoulders. I've been taking them on my shoulders, and it's been choking out the word. Jesus said, it's okay. You know, I'm still sowing seed. I'm still sowing seed. Or maybe you just want to rejoice that the gospel has taken root in your life. And you've become good ground. You're producing fruit. Not only is Christ's character being formed in you, but you've got somebody now walking alongside you that you're showing what it means to be a follower of Jesus. You want to rejoice. You're one of those. Would you stand today? Would you stand today and respond to Jesus? Because watch how Jesus ends, as we're about to say. Jesus ends by saying, He that has an ear, let him hear. How did he begin it? Listen. What was he saying? I need you to be a good hearer, a fruitful hearer. And then in Luke, when Luke comments on how he ends it with the disciples, he says, be careful how you hear. Implying you determine how you hear. It's not arbitrary. If you want to be a fruitful hearer, sing this song to Jesus about the wonderful words of life that he is, that he is just everywhere, guys. Not just here in this beautiful sanctuary, in the world. Let's sing wonderful words of life. Thank you for listening to Living For Him podcast. I pray that you were blessed by this message and that you experienced the good news of the love of God revealed in Jesus Christ. I'd like to personally invite you to respond to this good news and take the next steps in following Jesus by clicking the prompt in the description. I've also created a resource to help you experience the joy of a close relationship with Jesus called the Life in Christ Daily Devotional Journal. If you'd like to experience Jesus daily, watch the good news of his story unfold throughout scripture, and do this as a weekly small group gathering, then get your copy today in print or ebook by clicking the link in the description. Living for Him exists to tell the story of Jesus for the equipping of healthy disciple makers who extend His reign of love. If you'd like to support the further development of this exciting ministry, then I encourage you to become a monthly supporter by also clicking the link in the description. Your support is greatly appreciated. You're also invited to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting our website at livingforhim.tv. Lastly, we kindly ask that you write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you're listening to us on and share this podcast with your friends. I look forward to meeting you here again in our next episode, where our desire is that you experience the joy of life in Christ. Once again, I'm CJ Cousins, and I'm living for him. <laughs>